Welcome to the Love Your Life Podcast. My name is Stephanie. I'm a health and life coach, fitness enthusiast, entrepreneur, and a triathlete's wife. I am here to share my tips to help you create harmony on all aspects of your life, health, career, spirituality, relationships, and personal development. Every week, you will be inspired to create a life you love and deserve. Hi guys, this is Stephanie, your host, and you are listening to episode 47 of Love Your Life Podcast. In today's episode, I really wanted to touch base upon staying motivated, especially when it comes to a fitness routine or weight loss program. And the reason why I want to talk about this subject now is because it's the end of April, and I typically tell a lot of my clients that most of the time when people start a New Year's resolution, they stay motivated between January all the way up until like April, right around that spring break time. And typically by the end of April, which this is the last Thursday in April, most people fall off track when it comes to their goals and their motivation in the gym. And I've seen it numerous of times. This is the time where most of the trainers and most of the people in the health and wellness industry know that their client load is going to dramatically decrease because a lot of people are going on trips at this time. And when they come back from the trip, they felt like they've already accomplished a goal. They've already done everything they could do to get to that point where they wanted to feel confident on spring break. And they feel like it's now cruise control all the way into summer. But as we all know, that is not necessarily the case at all. A lot of times we feel like we're on cruise control and then we have that one or two slip ups and before we know it, we're right back to square one. So how do you stay motivated past that April time, past that vacation time in which you've set that goal and you were on track from January all the way up into April? And now as spring is here and you're going in December, how do you continue to stay on track so that you can continue to be healthy, not just through summer, not through fall, not through winter, but all year round? Oh, I'm going to share with you in this episode different techniques to help keep you motivated to stay on track when it comes to your health and wellness goals and particularly when it comes to losing weight, because I know that that is a question I get all the time. Is like, Stephanie, how do you stay motivated all the time to continue to go to gym and eat healthy? And I'm going to be completely honest with you right now. There are many times, including now, that I am struggling to stay motivated myself. Yes, I admit I struggle to stay motivated myself. And there's a lot of times where I'm not necessarily always on track. There's a lot of times where I'm on vacation and I'm not not necessarily eating my best and I'm not working out as much. So it takes a lot of work and effort. And I've been doing this for quite a long time. So I'm not telling you to just throw in the towel, but it takes a lot of work and effort for you to get to the point in which 
you're going to stay motivated. And it's not just like you wake up one day and you just all of a sudden have this bug and you want to just be motivated and you're like, yes, I'm about to get it. You need to make sure that you're constantly working at it all the time so that when that slip up happens, when that time happens and you just don't feel like rolling out of bed, you tell yourself, hey, this is not the time to give up. This is the time to push forward. So let's dive into a couple of those tips so that you can stay motivated, not just going into summer, but all year round, especially when it comes to your fitness routines. But a lot of these tips you can utilize in all aspects of your life. Because remember, health and wellness is a mind, body, soul thing. You can even apply this when it comes to your work. You can apply this when it comes to just doing tasks around the house. This is definitely spring cleaning time. So Use these tips and know that they are interchangeable. The first one is determine your why. Now, you've probably heard of this many times before because every single coach, whether it's a business coach, a life coach, a health coach, whatever it may be, your personal trainer, they're all going to tell you that you need to determine your why. Why is that so important? Because clearly defined goals and reasons on why you want to do this thing in the first place is really going to help you remember why you even started down this journey, why you even invested the money when it came to your health and wellness, why you invested the money when it came to a business coach, whatever it may do, why you decided to leave your job and become that entrepreneur, you know, why you decided to sign up for that race that you said that you were planning on doing. So Really take the time and define the reasons why you want to make this change and write them down. This will help you stay committed and motivated to reach your goals, whether they're weight loss, business, whatever it may be. And try to read through them on a daily basis, just as a reminder of why you even try to make this progress in the first place. Your reasons can be anything from like you want to prevent disease, you want to be able to play with your kids, you want to look your best for an upcoming event, you want to finally feel confident on the beach, whatever it may be, or fit into your favorite pair of jeans that you have not worn in a long time. All of these things are a great reason why. So dive deep. And if you can't find out your why, or if it feels like it's too surface level, a lot of times aesthetics is such a surface level thing. And I always try to dive a little bit deeper. Ask yourself why again, why again, why again? I usually typically ask most of my clients why about five times to really get down to the root cause of why they want to make this change now. The other thing is to have realistic expectations. Yes. This is important because a lot of times you'll see a lot of ads out there, a lot of coaches out there that will promise you some crazy results in a short amount of time. I tell my clients all the time, yes, I can get you to lose 20 pounds in a month, but at the end of the day, is it really going to be sustainable? And as much as you sit there and say, yes, Stephanie, help me lose that 20 pounds this month. If you haven't figured out how to maintain that weight loss and stay consistent with the progress, then you really haven't learned anything at all. So again, setting unattainable goals can lead also to feelings of frustration and cause you to want to give up. Because if you do not reach that 20 pound weight loss goal in a month, 
yet you lost 10 pounds, you're going to sit there and feel like you are a failure. And more times out of not, you're going to feel horrible about it. But if you make a goal of saying, I want to lose 10 pounds and you reach that 10 pound goal, you're going to feel like you are on top. So be very realistic in what it is that you are looking to do. Focus on those process goals. So what does that mean? Many people try to focus again on losing weight or only set outcome goals or goals that they want to accomplish at the end. Typically, an outcome goal would be like your final target weight. Again, if you are 180 and you want to get down to 160, 160 would be that final outcome goal that you have. But a lot of times we forget about the other goals out there. These are the goals that you can really measure on a weekly basis, such as things like, I want to be able to lift a little bit more weight. I want to be able to walk up and down the stairs without feeling like I'm out of breath. I want to be able to feel stronger or leaner or healthier or have more energy. These are all process goals. So start setting these process goals or what actions you're going to start to end up taking to get to that desired outcome. Other things is that I want to be able to wake up a little bit earlier so that I'm able to get that workout and before work hits. I want to be able to eat a little bit healthier. So that means for me that I need to go and buy healthier food items. I want to um, have breakfast in the morning. So that means that I need to be able to wake up early and be able to prep something or have something that's really easy to make. These are all process goals too. Another tip is to pick a plan that fits into your lifestyle. See, find weight loss plans that you can actually stick to and avoid all those fad diets that are out there that promise you some crazy things, but they're really not going to have long-term results. Again, consistency is key. Well, there are hundreds of different diets out there, and I can tell you so many of them they're all based on the same thing. It's cutting calories. Really what it comes down is cutting calories and manipulating your macronutrients. And that is your protein, fat, and carbohydrate. So avoid going through these crazy strict diets that you know are not going to be sustainable in the long term. I ask all of my clients when they ask me about a new diet trend, do you see yourself doing this months or years down the line? Or is this just a quick fix thing? If this is a quick fix thing, you're going to get the results in a minute. And in the moment you go back to your old eating habits, all that gains, all of those results are going to go right out the window because you know that they're not sustainable. You know that the moment you go on a trip, the moment you go and see your family members, whatever it may do, you don't have that item near you, you're going to fall off track. So set yourself up for success and do something that's actually achievable. Things like simply decreasing the amount of food that you're consuming by watching your portion controls, that's achievable. Reducing the amount of snacks that you have. I talked to one of my clients earlier today and her goal this week was just to stop having the bagels. So she brought the bagels into work so they were out of sight, out of mind, and she changed her breakfast routine. Other things could be stop drinking pop or including more fruits and vegetables, avoiding the fried foods and desserts. All these things are a lot more attainable than for you to do a whole complete dietary change. Examples are going from be eating a lot of red meats and all of a sudden wanting to becoming vegan or 
all of a sudden want to be ketogenic. And I see this all the time. I want to be ketogenic, intermittent fasting and vegan. It's like, what? (laughs) You're trying to do three things at once. You're just setting yourself up for success. This is really, this next tip is really, really key. Tracking your progress. So what do I mean by doing that? Keep a weight loss journal, like really start to track your progress. Weigh yourself in the beginning, have a goal weight in mind or a size that you have in mind, and then measure yourself and really track every single step of the way. That even includes tracking your food. When we start to track our food, we become a lot more aware of some of the things that we actually consume. And there's very simple ways that you can do this. You can get an app like MyFitnessPal and track that way. You can also just take photos of your food and rate your food as a thumbs up or a thumbs down or mediocre kind of food. All of these things are very, very easy to do. Or if you want to just get back to the basics, get a journal and just write down what it is that you're consuming, how much water you're having, how active you are, and then your progress, where you, how much you weigh on a weekly basis. And the reason why I say weekly is because our weight is going to fluctuate so much. So only weighing yourself once a week and measuring yourself once a month is ideal. You don't need to do any more than that. And then finally, when you do all these things, please, please, please celebrate your successes. We typically are so hard on ourselves that we forget to do something as simple as celebrate the fact that we've actually made some progress. And these successes can be so small. Like again, my client saying that, okay, you know what? I'm going to give up the bread products for breakfast and then bringing them into work, actually taking that step to do that. Or I want to have more fruits and vegetables and that you actually made the stride of going out and there and buying more fruits and vegetables and you're consuming a lot more. Stop being so hard on ourselves. A lot of times we're super hard on ourselves and we forget to really celebrate those successes. And when I say celebrate, it doesn't necessarily have to be with food because a lot of times we associate celebrations with food, but doing some really nice things to reward yourself, like getting a manicure, going to the movies and bringing your own healthy snacks, buying a new workout outfit, taking a cooking class, hanging out with your friends that doesn't necessarily have to revolve around food, maybe trying a new class, whatever it may be. All right, this next tip is super important. This is tip number seven, and that is to find some support. Find that accountability partner. If you do not have the support at home, if you do not have someone at at work or your friend that can hold you accountable, hire a coach, hire a coach like myself. That is what I am there for. Not just to give you the guidelines and give you all the information on how to do something and create that plan that's really, really easy to follow and it fits into your lifestyle. But the biggest thing that most coaches do, including myself, is to really hold you accountable and support you. So we are setting those weekly goals and we are actually celebrating every single time that you achieve something that you set out to do. Knowing that someone is on the other end and that's going to be your cheerleader and also going to be that coach that's going to kick you in the butt when you have fallen off track, that in itself has a huge success rate. So please, 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 if you do not have a great support system or if you tried so many different other things, really look into investing into a coach. And the reason why I say an investment, because it is an investment. The moment you put your money where your mouth is, and you'll start to really see some gains. It's incredible on how much 
of a difference it is from going from a free plan or a $29 plan to going to a $10,000 or plus plan. The moment you put that money where your mouth is, you start to actually take the strides and do the steps and do what it is that you need to have because it's a financial hurt. And the last thing that you want to do is let yourself down because you've invested this money and you didn't see any progress along the way. So that's the reason why the most successful coaches out there come with a hefty price tag. All right. We're going on to one of our last tips, and that is, drum roll, please, is to love and learn how to appreciate your body. All right. Why is this very important? Again, it comes back to mindset. How many times have you looked in the mirror and you criticized every single aspect of your body? Oh my gosh, there's a now a gray here, here, and now there's a wrinkle there. And what the heck is this spot on my face? And why is this fat now showing up here? And I can't believe I can't fit into this outfit. Whatever it may be, we like to criticize our body so much. And we see exercise as a form of punishment because, oh, I can't believe I just had that candy bar from Easter the other day. And now I got to go to the gym and I got to punish myself by going to this class or or going onto the treadmill, whatever it may be. It's this constant cycle. Now I got to sit here and eat this thing that I can't stand eating and it tastes disgusting. It tastes very bland or whatever it may be, right? We tend to really punish ourselves a lot. But how often do you learn or actually take the time to appreciate the things that you're doing for your body? Your body is freaking phenomenal. So really take that time to appreciate all the things that it can do. The fact that you can get out of bed and actually walk around when there's people out there that can't do that. The fact of the matter that you know you can actually be able to um, see and the fact that you're able to talk and communicate when there's a lot of people out there that can't do that. So really appreciate all the things that your body can do now and not think about the things that they could do before, the things that you would like it to do, but really appreciate what it can do at this present moment. Some of these are really cool activities that you can do to help boost your body image. Again, I'm always going to go to exercising and eating healthy so that you can really appreciate the fact that you have a healthy body. Um, Again, writing down all the things that you are so happy that your body is capable of doing. Doing something for yourself, like getting a massage or a manicure, surrounding yourself with really positive people or hiring that coach that's really going to bring you up when you're feeling really crappy. Stop comparing yourself to others, especially things on social media. It's so easy to compare yourself. And I fall into that trap too. So easy to compare yourself to others. So just stop. Wearing clothes that actually flatter your body and that makes you look freaking amazing. And this is one of my favorite things to do. And this is something that I learned how to do when I was a kid is to look at yourself in the mirror and say all the things that you actually love and like about yourself out loud and take it one step further and write it down in a journal. Write down one thing you love about your body every single day. And before you know it, you're going to find more and more things that really bring you joy and happiness. So I hope you enjoyed all of these tips. And I'm curious, which one resonated with you the most? Do me a favor and you can actually leave an awesome message by going over to Anchor, my recording platform for this podcast, 
by going over to anchor.fm and finding this episode, Love Your Life Podcast, and you can leave a message over there and let me know exactly what it, one of these tips you like the most. Or another way that you can reach out to me is go over to my Instagram handle, which is FWL underscore staff, and leave me a message and let me know which one of these tips resonated with you the most. Thank you so much, you guys, for listening to this podcast episode. I love you guys to the moon and back. And I would super appreciate if you headed over to iTunes and left an awesome rating and review to show your love and appreciation for this show. I really, really, really appreciate it. And if this show resonated with you, take it one step further for me, please, you guys. And actually share this episode with a friend that you think would really benefit from this episode or any of the previous episodes. And you listen to them and say, you know what? I know a friend that would really, really, really appreciate this advice. So do me a favor. Again, share this episode and share the love, the knowledge, and the resources. All right, you guys. I will see you next week for another episode. Enjoy your weekend. Bye. Thank you for tuning into the Love Your Life podcast. All information and links for this podcast can be found in the show notes. If you like this episode and want to continue the conversation, you can email me at info at fitnesswellnesslife.com. And for more information to living a life you love, follow me on Instagram at FWL underscore Steph and on Facebook at Fitness Wellness Life. As always, you can schedule a free 30-minute call with me by going to www.fitnesswellnesslife.com. Thanks again, and don't forget to tune in next week for another inspiring episode.